Hi, this is Chase Masterson from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Hey there, folks. This is Rico, and you're listening to Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast number 177 for June the 8th, 2008. We've got a special show coming up for you today. I got together uh, yesterday on Saturday and recorded a Skype conversation like we've done before with uh, uh, several friends of the podcast, members on the forum, and uh, it uh, we covered lots of different things and, and a lot of uh, ground, I think, in, in the hour, a little about an hour and ten minutes or so uh, on the recording. Talked about uh, the latest in sci-fi type movies, uh, the stuff that's been coming out in the last month or so at the theaters, and we talked about uh, the latest on TV shows and now I'm, I'm just going to throw out that uh, I guess we talked about a few things that I would consider sort of spoilerish. So we when we get into the discussions about the various movies and TV shows, if for some reason you're a little worried uh, you might have something spoiled, uh, just skip ahead a little bit. I don't think we gave away too many major things, but uh, I know I just always like to warn people about that uh, ahead of time. So I think that's about it. Uh, we'll play a little intro music here and then get right into the Skype call. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. everyone welcome to a special we haven't done one of these in a while special skype call with uh, several members of the treks in sci-fi forum uh, family i've got uh, on uh let's see there are it's it's an all guys show jen and uh or angela or any of the other uh we don't have too many omra is that right am i right i'm not goofing that up am i <laughs> we don't have a lot of females on the forum but anyway we're doing a skype call we're going to talk about sci-fi uh at the movies fantasy type films We've had a lot of those so far and a lot more coming out this summer. And then going to talk about some television shows like Battlestar Galactica, Lost, and Doctor Who, things like that. On the call today, with uh, you've got, uh, we've got Chris, who is just X on the forum. Say, uh, say hi to everyone. Hi, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, and again, I just wanted to also mention uh, thanks for everyone for hanging in. Uh, we had to start this call a little bit uh, later than I had uh, planned. Had a few technical problems, but... Uh, we will uh, continue on, and we also have uh, Joe, who I don't think has done one of these before, who is Darth Gaios. Gaios? <laughs> I, I goofed yeah. it up again, didn't I? Yeah. But Joe, Joe, you're on uh, with us. How uh, are you doing? Yeah, and this is actually my... I think we lost you there for a second. Oh, I'm doing fine. Can you hear me now a little bit? Yeah, it's breaking okay. up just a little. I know you said you were having a few, you know, these this uh, Internet's... Uh, 
not always the most reliable thing as uh, I had to run out and get a new cable modem this morning. But, uh, but yeah, I can hear you fine. And we've got uh, uh, Hawkeye Meds, who uh, is also uh, on the forum and coming to us from uh, England. Say howdy. Hello there, everybody. Nice to hear from you. We've talked to you, I think, before. And uh, and then we have, uh, let's see, last but not least, we have uh, Rick Moyer. Hey, everybody. Who was spooning this morning? Is that what you said earlier? <laughs> well, I, I, I just been waiting cream. to use that. I've been waiting to use that joke. You were spooning out ice cream. I'm sorry. Yes, I was. Not it's okay. The, it was hilarious. Not the other spooning that. Uh... No, no, no. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling, guys. Uh, we've uh, got a lot of things to talk about, and I'm sure, as as they always do on these calls, the time will go faster than uh, than we know. But uh, the first thing, I, let's go back, kind of in the earlier. Uh, just a couple of months now. Well, maybe not even a couple of months. Only, I guess, about a month. Let's talk a little bit about Iron Man. Tony Stark makes you feel he's the coolest act with the hottest steel. And Iron Man, all just a place. He fights and fights with his hunger race. A blazing armor. A blazing armor. I'm not going to... Uh, I, I want to hear what everybody else thinks. I've... I think I've talked about it on the podcast a few times, but I'd like to get, for the people that have seen it, uh, let's just, whoever would like to start uh, and share your thoughts, what you thought about the movie, um, maybe what you think about, uh, uh, you know, just, just what they did compared to maybe some of the other Marvel films that have come out. Who would like to uh, to start us off on talking about that? I'll start if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Hawkeye. Uh, I, I thought, uh, personally, this was probably the best of all the Marvel films that have come out. It's uh, uh, of, of the Marvel genre, not DC. Uh, uh-huh. I think it's it's probably the best, in fact, superhero film that I've seen. Now, is that... Um, are you familiar? Were you much of a reader of the comics? I always try to find out if, if that's coming from just somebody who enjoyed it, you know, just a moviegoer perspective, or if you're uh, familiar with the comic at all. I am very, I'm familiar with the comic. I mean, I, I collect comics, but um, I, I bought a few Iron Mans in the past, but not as a regular, you know, monthly buyer. Uh, right. If I saw it in the shop and I thought, yeah, that looks like a cool, cool comic, I'll go and buy it and read it. And I've always enjoyed them, but you know, I couldn't tell you the ins and outs of everything that's happened in the, the actual comic series. But I think compared, you know, even the, like when you look at the suit, it's just dead on to the comic, and I think that's that's what impressed me the most more than yeah. anything. What was uh, what was something that you know? You said this is probably your favorite. Uh, what was what was it about this one? I think that you that you enjoyed more maybe than some of the others. What was it that really uh, made I you think, think it, of it as as a really good one? Well, Robert Downey Jr. for a start was was just ten out of ten. You could tell that he loved playing him. Uh, you could tell he's a fan of it. That's really important. You need to have an, especially when it's comic book characters. You need to have an actor who uh, really likes to take on the role, and that's the most important thing. Christian Bale does it with Batman. You know, he, he just loves playing that character. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the most important thing because you can really, you can easily screw it up, and that's that's the problem. And I, we saw that on the old Batman films. I mean, Michael Keaton, I thought was, was, was pretty good, but then when you got to the likes of like George Clooney and Val Kilmer, it just they just didn't pull it off, and it was almost yeah, do it for the money, and, and then ruin the film. Sylvester Stallone. Only Judge Dredd was another classic point for that. Uh, if you'd have kept the helmet on, maybe the, the film would have been better. But you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you mean, though. I agree. I agree. The guy really has to, I think, believe in the role and, and treat it pretty seriously too. So, good, good. Um, 
who else would like to talk? Just uh, X, Chris, I know, I, you've seen it, right? Yes, I loved every minute of it. I loved the references that they made to the next big Marvel movies coming out. I, I, I agree with Mads. It's probably the best, but I'll go one step farther. It's the best, one of the best science fiction movies I've ever seen and by far the best comic book movie I've ever seen. And you are, I know I'm pretty sure you're also a comic reader and fan, so you're pretty familiar with it too? Yes, and I've been reading uh, Iron Man since about 1985. Oh, okay. So you are, oh. uh, I don't know about the other guys, but you're you're definitely up on the comic. Yeah, and it was uh, it, it's true to some of the retellings because every decade or so they retell the origin stories of almost everyone. But this origin story was pretty accurate and streamlined so you didn't have to worry about you know all the different iterations of armor coming out they went through made the creation store which is always the weaker of any superhero movie it's because it takes so much time and they nailed it brought it out and then they connected it to the future of the marvel movies which was just fantastic yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm, I, I'm also I'm a big comic fan and, and Marvel fan. Although um, Iron Man was no, another was one of the books I never really followed all that closely. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. What about you, Rick? You you've seen it, right? Yep, I saw yeah. it. I really really enjoyed it. I'm not a comic book reader per se. Maybe Star Trek comics I read a lot, but I I, I didn't really jump into the Marvel universe. The, my closest was I, uh, and, I, and this is DC. I watched the Super Friends when I was a kid, you know. So um, I went to the movie not knowing what to expect. Got there, and quite honestly, the first five ten minutes of it, I was going, uh, it wasn't super family friendly at the very beginning. Now I understand why, because you know if. Uh, you, you have to see the extreme lifestyle he was living to understand how he develops into the character. And now I understand, you know, they didn't do anything horrible. But at the same time, I was like, oh, gosh, you know, I don't know. And then as the movie went on, I absolutely loved it. I love the gadgetry, um, the just that whole science fiction element of putting a suit together and having it fit perfect and all the little gizmos and sounds that it made and then of course who doesn't like missiles floating through the air and blowing things up i mean that's <laughs> awesome so I, I actually ate lots of popcorn watching that movie because it was just action-packed all the way through loved it thought the characters were excellent they did a great job i, I yeah i, I gonna uh, get it when it comes out on dvd i'm pretty excited yeah did I you see the bit go ahead there's a bit in the film where um you know when he's taken off his battered armor and behind him on the bench is captain america's shield i saw yes. that i want yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You know, they, it's nice that they put those little touches in, and of course the the big little touch that they put at the end about uh, him running into uh, Nick Fury, right, played by uh, Sam Jackson. I don't think we're giving away anything. The, mo- the movie's been out for a while, but that's the little scene that happens after the credits. But did it? Did Which you was, guys was... know about that? Did you guys actually see it? I missed it because I, I didn't oh, I missed realize. It as well. Yeah, yeah, I just heard about I, it online. My son. My son came home from the. He went like I think the first night, and he came home and said, "Dad, stay through the credits." Ah, so, so you were pre-warned. So that's how I found out. Okay. Yeah, but, I was warned well ahead of time to stay through the credits. Okay. Yeah, I, I should have done that because it's happened before. You know, they did that in in uh, in one. I guess just one of the X Men movies. I think they did that kind of thing, and I, I should have thought about that at the time. But uh, yeah, I also enjoyed the the parts where he's building the stuff, just because I like that kind of thing and like to build things and and I, I i've heard a few people say that they thought that went on a little too much but you know this is the first 
and kind of an origin movie. So I, I think that was important mm-hmm. to show. I mean, you just didn't want him, you know, walking down to his little uh, his lab there and, and five minutes later walking out in the, the Mark, whatever it is, 30 right. or whatever, the you know, the yeah. red red and gold suit. I mean, I think that, you know, then people would have complained and said, oh, that, that was way too easy. So, you know, but... I thought it was even even cool to watch him paint the thing, you know, and do all oh, that yeah. stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it they reminded did. me of, like, the, the Rock'em Sock'em Robots when you were a kid or the... You, I don't know if anybody... Did you ever play that game uh, by Sega called Cyborg Justice? Do I don't think I have, but, but there, there these, are like, a lot of those built... mech kind of games, you know, too, where you're wearing some really, kind of a super yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I, I thought the, they did a great job, and it, you know it's obviously done well at the box office. And I know we, they've they've already talked about another movie, so I'm not uh, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, in a couple of years. Well, I'm sure we'll get another one, and uh, especially since these guys seem to like to really have a, a good time doing it. And I think that shows a lot. I th- you can really tell that they enjoyed it. Like um, like Meds was saying earlier about uh, Robert Downey Jr. You know, really putting himself into the role. And there's been a lot of talk. You know, Iron Man's kind of one of those tortured guys you know he's kind of been an alcoholic or i guess you'd still say he is one i guess once an alcoholic you are one but he's you know he's been on the wagon off the wagon in the comics and they didn't bring that out a whole lot in this movie but i I don't know they may touch on it in the future but yeah i I thought that did a great job i really enjoyed it a lot is it is it a real significance to the the silver suit is that going to be is it warhammer uh does anyone know about that chris uh war machine war machine that was it yeah yeah, I think that's going to be the War Machine armor. Ah, right, cool. Yeah, with uh, uh, Terrence Howard is that that's his name, right? The 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 Rhodes character in the movie. That's the guy who becomes War Machine, right? Mm-hmm. At some point. Yeah, he's like his buddy, and I think it's one one of those times where Tony Stark is kind of, you know, drunk in an alleyway somewhere or something like that, and then <laughs> it's like uh, somebody has to be Iron Man. Uh, Okay, Rhodey, you go do it, okay? I'm a little too tipsy to fly around the sky and shooting at things. and um, <laughs> but, Fire uh, missiles went drunk. Not yeah, a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it I was like it, it was cool to see Jeff Bridges as a bad guy, too. That was a little different. That was cool. That was great. I thought that that was a little surprising. You don't see that. You know, he doesn't usually do those kind of parts very much. Oh, he, can, the- he can do no wrong, can't he? He's just brilliant. Yeah, I, I've always liked him. I, you know, the big Lebowski, I mean, he's just, you know, he's he's been a, in a lot of things. Tron, you know, just just all kinds of good movies. So We have a big Lebowski festival here in England. I think it's down in London where everyone goes to this club dressed in the dressing gown shorts and uh, has their white Russian. <laughs> so that's, that's a night out. <laughs> I didn't even realize if that, that's, that's a fairly, uh, Meds, that's pretty big over there. That's pretty popular. Yeah, 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 it's a it's a big film. I think it's because of that. One, you've got Jeff Bridges, you've got um, John Goodman and Steve Buscemi, who who are just legends in their own. It, it, just a great film all put together. And yeah, it really took off as a cult status. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know bowling was a big deal in in England. Do you guys do bowling over there? Yeah, yeah, oh. we love uh, love bowling. Not very good okay. at it, but um, okay. yeah, it's always good to throw a few balls. Great. That's yeah. That's uh, that has become really a big cult movie. That's for sure. Uh, all you know, it, it's interesting to see when those kind of things happen like that. Um, but Iron Man just an all-out hit, so I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad everyone had a chance to see it. We could talk about that one. Hey, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Indiana Jones. Indy is back, and critics everywhere love the ride. Reverse, Quinn reverse. 
time hails it a non-stop thrill ride adventure. The Crystal Skull delivers. What just happened? Go, go, move! USA Today calls it spectacular. Come on. Los Angeles Times raves. This is the Indiana Jones we've been waiting for. Indiana Jones, rated PG-13, now playing everywhere. Sweet. And the, the longest title in movie, now maybe not the longest title in movie history, but uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Okay. Well, I've, of course, said my piece uh, a couple of times on the podcast, and you know I, I enjoyed it. I, maybe not the best of them, but I still thought they did a good job. Uh, so let's go around. Uh, has... Any of you have any, any of you not seen it? I, I thought that everyone has seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you didn't see it yet, Chris? Okay, no, plug, not yet. Plug uh, your ears. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you've probably heard things that I'm sure, but uh, I've heard everything about it. It's pretty much okay. hard to avoid. It's been talked about. Yeah. You know, it's really um, well about the for the people that have uh, uh, Hawk. What about you? What did you think? Well, I mean, I'm a. I think I've talked to you before about Indiana Jones because I went and bought the hat from. Uh, right, yes, Stephen I know Delt, you're a big, who, yeah, big fan. That's right. He, yeah, he made the hat for the for the film, and you know I, I've been waiting for a new Indiana Jones film for for just aeons, and it comes along, and he and he, he does exactly what you want. People have been moaning, saying, "Oh, it's too much like the last three. Well, yeah, but it's an Indiana Jones film. What what do you want? I mean, if it wasn't like the last three, people would hate it. And I think Harrison Ford's age really doesn't matter, and they play it well. Um, Shia LaBeouf, who I, I did have my doubts about, to be fair, I really pulled it off. I thought he was excellent. Uh, I didn't think is it Karen Allen, is it? I didn't think she had yeah. an awful lot to do, and that that was a bit of a shame. It was almost like, well, yeah, let's bring her in, show her face, everyone will go, yay, Raiders, and then and that was it. And it was, I think she just could have been used a little bit more. Um, yeah, well, for I me, agree. Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray Winston, he's a he's a oh, a great guy, man. That that man just rocks. <laughs> Yeah, he's a, you know I'd like to see a lot more of him. I mean, I, I he uh, did the voice in that Beowulf movie, um, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, he he was pretty good in this. But yeah, I, I agree with uh, with a lot of what you're saying. It's uh, it is it's an indie movie, and and uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there that were, and it's and it is one of those things. I don't know if you can win really, you know, because if you give them another indie movie with like you're saying what what they did, people will say. Oh, we've seen all that before, but if you change it too much, well, then they're going to say, "Hey, that's not an indie movie." So you really—it's yeah. kind of one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't a little bit. But and it, it, the only thing that I I didn't like about it, and and, and this is really just you know, and I find it hard to to pick a fault with it was with all the other three films, there's a a, a sense of reality to it. There's a certain sense that you know you you, you could imagine him going to find the Holy Grail. You could imagine trying to find the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. But the trouble is with this one, and, and Chris, I hope I don't spoil this this bit for you. Is the end bit, the very very end bit, the last shot bit was, was great. You know, happy days. In fact, the only downside to that is I was rather hoping that Salah would have come in. John Rhys uh, Davis would have turned up, but he didn't. But it right. was just yeah. the, the ending before it, and it was like, ah, no, it's just too George Lucas, so you know spaceshipy stuff it's it's uh, that's the only bit i didn't like i didn't think they needed to do that they could have just left it with it all collapsing and it, it could have just gone and then left it and it would have left a little bit of more of a mystery i think and then but just having the the, the craft come out i thought mm, yeah no i don't just don't dig it didn't, didn't like that bit yeah that's the only, i agree the only... it was a little they they in there i've heard a few people say the same thing that it was just like it they they didn't really need to show you as much as they did. You know, they just kind of mm. went a little too far with it and it could have been more, you know, it's, it, you know, like old time movies, you know, there was a lot of 
mystery involved in a lot of things, and they don't have to show you everything. We we can use our imagination a little bit. So yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, hey Rick, what about it? What do you think about indie? Well, okay, I've been waiting as well for Raiders of the Lost Ark movie, and uh, went, of course, got the popcorn, sat down. The opening scene just rocked. The, the little uh, prairie dog or gopher or whatever it was was out of this world, you know. <laughs> I, and the quality, the quality of the filming. I mean, what are you going to do with the two superheroes of of uh, filmmaking working on this thing? It's going to be tremendous quality. And I thought all the way from the very beginning um, to the end, it was film superb. I thought the quality was incredible. Special effects were great, of course, and even better um, than the older ones, obviously, because of the new technology and everything. Um, I thought that they did a great job of doing um, little bits and pieces in the movie like, uh, you know, the Star Wars reference. I have a bad feeling about mm-hmm. this. Um, yeah. Just little tips of the hat to the other movies that, you know, that uh, were yeah. there. Yeah. Okay, for me now, just for me, I thought it was really cool because it blended the two of my favorite genres together, the action-adventure and science fiction. And so, so to me, the film was – I thought it was way better – at least, I, you know, the first two movies were great. First movie, obviously, is a classic. Second movie, I didn't really like Temple of Doom too much. But um, the third movie, I really enjoyed. This movie, I'd say, is right up there on one of my favorites, just because I liked having the whole alien idea into it. And I know it wasn't believable, but hey, it was really cool. <laughs> I just I just really enjoyed it, and, and I got a kick out of it. It was fun to see... Um, Marion again, and it was just you know I, I I you never knew that one guy if you were going to trust him or not you know and it was just it was really cool it was a great movie and again a classic and and I think it'll stand the test of time I thought it was excellent. There's yeah. a, a thing as well yeah. where this this was the uh, out of all, all the Indiana Jones films um, there was an actor called Pat Roach uh, come from my hometown actually and he was in along apart from Harrison Ford he was in every single. Indiana Jones film. Uh, oh, he that's played cool. the he played the guy. Uh, oh, one he's of the that one of the big guys in the movie, right? Actually, he's all you know the German guy with the bald head and yeah. he gets caught with the, the yeah. That's Pat Roach, right? And, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, unfortunately, he died of cancer a couple of years ago, and oh, uh, no. I, I did think a little bit of him when I was watching it. Obviously, because he comes from my city where I was born, and uh, yeah, it was a, it's such a shame. But I, I, I hope there was a few other people who you know thought about him at that point. So, uh, shame. Oh, that's- yeah, I always like the part where Indy has to fight some guy that's like huge, and and he has to just sort of use his wits a little bit more than just <laughs> yeah. his, yeah. you know, his strength and and all that or whatever. But yeah, I, you know, another part I really liked was when we we visited the school again, and just to see how he has changed as a professor and how his class still had a lot of girls in class. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And but still, was, there had a few guys in there this time, but uh, yeah. a few more it seemed like. But yeah, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I think they did a good job with it. I mean, I, I, I think my favorite, and I've said it, I think I said it when I talked about it, uh, my favorite, I think, was just Harrison Ford in general. I, I just think he yeah. just, I've watched, I think, just about every movie he's done even since indie, you know, since he was doing indie movies. I've seen just, I think, almost everything he's di- he's put out. And uh, I don't know, there was just something about, he just seemed to be having a blast doing this movie, mm. more so than I've seen in a long time. And I think it really showed. I've I've heard people kind of, you know, complain a little bit about his performance. And I, I didn't get that sense at all. I thought he was just dead on. I thought he looked like he was having a good time, even with having, you know, Shia along with, with him for most of the movie. I mean, I thought that the two of them worked well together. And uh, I, did too. I, I thought, I thought that, that, to me, 
And, you know, I also tell people that if they didn't really like it very much, I say, well, would you rather have not had another Indiana Jones movie? I, I mean, right. I don't know. I just, I, I take it for what it is. I mean, even George Lucas was saying before the movie came out, he said, okay, people, don't get too worked up. You know, this is, it's just a movie. It's not the second coming, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's like, just sit back, enjoy it. Yeah, you can, you can pick anything apart, but it, again, I, I, I thought it was good and, and Harrison Ford, for me at least, made the movie just kind of like what Robert Downey did, did in in Iron Man. Uh, I just think he just looked like he was having a great time back in the hat. I loved the first you know half hour or so of the movie when those guys pull him out of the trunk, and the first thing he does is reaches down and gets the hat. I mean, that was just classic. That's a great scene. And do and you think there'll be a only... sequel after this, or, or, or what? I, I don't know. I you know I guess it'll depend if these guys want to do it. They even said that mm-hmm. with this movie. I mean. They don't really care what people think that much. I mean, George Lucas is pretty much the king of, I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't really care what anybody else does or thinks or whatever. And if if you had as much money as he did, you could do the exact same thing. Exactly. Mm. And you have to sort of admire that. Whether you like what he does or not, that's a different story. But you kind of, I do admire the guy doing what he wants to do, not being, you know, not having a whole room full of people deciding a movie by committee. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they could do another one. I don't see a problem with it, and it certainly they'll they'll have the money. They, I don't think there's any worry there. So I I definitely think we could see another one. What do you guys? You guys think we'll get another one or not? Uh, Absolutely, I think we're going to have another one. Mm. I think with the little nod where um, with Shia and the hat, you know, just oh, close yeah. to like putting it on, and then Harrison comes for drag, you know, takes it straight off and puts it. Give on. me my hat. And back. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's almost the thing of, nah, you, you're not ready yet to fill my shoes, laddie. You know, I'm carrying on. It may not be next year, but down the road, it's coming. Yeah, I hope that if they do it, obviously, you know, I thought Harrison looked good in the movie, did well. But, I mean, I obviously don't want to wait 20 years again. So, uh, three, four <laughs> years at the most, I, yeah, I could see them doing another one. So, hey, let's uh, let's go on to, was there anything else? I, I, you know, just we could go real briefly on a couple other things. I, I, I did see the recent new Narnia. Now, I thought it was okay. I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the first one, the Chronicles one, but uh, it, it was a good movie. It, it was, uh, I, you know, all the main people were back and, and things like that. Uh, anybody else? I think you saw that, Rick, right? Yep, I went to it. The, I only have one complaint. Uh, my son came home from the movies, and we did a little, like, uh, campfire in the back back of the house. Yeah. And uh, I came home. I had to go somewhere, came back, and he had built and he was walking around the house or walking around our yard with uh, he took an old sock dipped it in lamp oil and made a torch so now i've got a pyro for his son because he loved the show so much because he had all these torches because he saw that in the movie right yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) except in the movie there's that scene where they do that and the guy reaches the kid which one edward reaches into his bag and he's got a flashlight he's trying to make a torch and he pulls out a flashlight so that's what you should have done. You should have gone into the but, house, gotten a flashlight for him. Hey, here, use a flashlight. If I'm not mistaken, Hawkeye, isn't it true that they call flashlights torches in England? It is, yeah, a torch. Yeah, so, so what do you call a, 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 a torch? A torch. <laughs> a torch. <laughs> torch. Yeah. Well, that gets a little uh, confusing. A and a torch. Hey, go to the store and get a couple a of torches. Lighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <a thumb> liar. <laughs> oh, I was going to say a nicotine torch. <laughs> did did uh, Chris or, or 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 Mez? Did you guys see Narnia? Are you are are you a fan of those that movie, the first one or the second? Uh, 
I've not I've, seen I've not seen the first or, or the second. I, mean, I used to watch the old the original BBC uh, TV series, which oh, I think okay. was on about ten fifteen years ago. But no, I'm not uh, I've not seen either film. How about Chris? How about you? I've seen the first one. And I've seen the first one extended. I'm waiting till my son, my stepson, gets in from Texas tonight. We're gonna go see the other one, t- the second one tomorrow. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I've I been holding he'll... back on movies for him to get here. I think you'll enjoy it. The uh, I thought that that was just a little longer than maybe it needed to be, but uh, and, and I'm uh, and I and I know these books have uh, you know there's a lot to them, and I don't know how it compared to it's. I think I read them a very long time ago, but uh, and I'm not sure how much they changed, uh, you know, in this. But uh, I really like the first one a lot. I, I don't know. There was just something kind of magical, and this one has a lot yeah, of it was more uh, mystical. I thought. The first yeah, one. there's some moments in this one. I really like the part with. Um, uh, Lucy out there with the flower petals and all that in this one, you know, Rick? Yeah, that was very, very cool. And I like the bad guy in this one. For some reason, he played, he was excellent. And I can't remember his name. And yeah, I don't know. The, the guy that was trying to take over, basically. Oh, man, you just love to hate him. Take you know, the throne like, away. Oh. Although there turns it, well, I'm not going to give it away, but there's there's more than one bad guy. We'll just say oh, that. Oh, yeah. So. That, was, I mean, that was really good. I was like, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so I think you'll like it. But um, and, and let's just say one thing. And it won't ruin it, but just the funniest part, the bear. Oh, yeah, the bear. <laughs> yeah, well, there are I a couple laugh, of so. scenes with, you know, there are a couple of that, you know, I think they threw a little <laughs> bit of that kind of more of that humor into it, that this one, yeah. than they did even in the first one. The I did kind of miss seeing, uh, you know, since this takes place in Narnia, you know, many, many years since the other one, I, I did miss seeing the fawn. Uh, what Mr. Was Tumnus? Name? Yes, Mr. Tumnus. I missed t- seeing him. I missed him, him too. Who has gone on to do great things? Uh, what's his name? McAvoy. James yeah. McAvoy. Yeah, James. He's got the movie uh, Wanted. He did Atonement. Now nah, the guy is. Uh, I don't know if there was ever a, a, a need or a want to bring him back in this movie, but uh, he, he's really blasting out. He, he's uh, from Scotland. Is that right, Meds? Yeah, it is a Scottish actor. Uh, yeah. Came into uh, the highlight with a, a program called Shameless about four years ago. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's really good. I really like him a lot. I think he's got a a lot of uh big future for uh for him in things. So uh let's uh All right. Well, uh I'm going to we're going to take a very short break here. This this will be a, one of those breaks for the the listening audience, but not for you guys. So don't go anywhere. And then we're going to come back and talk about TV and, and geeky TV things. So stand by. We'll be back in a minute.
Okay, we're back, everyone. I hope you're enjoying listening to this special Skype call on Treks and Sci-Fi. Now we're going to shift from the movie talk over into television. And I think the first thing I would like to talk about uh, regards to television, and it's, I, I mean, the show seems to be turning more and more sci-fi-ish, if that's a word, uh, as time goes on. But let's talk about Lost. My brain is, I think, still spinning from the the season finale, but uh, I don't even really know where to begin, frankly. Uh, anyone want to start us off with anything? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep it fairly spoiler free if people haven't quite caught up. But I mean, just in general, anyone have any theories about what's going on? I mean, uh, I, I'm, you know, I like the season. I thought they did a great job, but I, I, I have to say, I think I'm a little bit more lost. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Well. It raised more questions. I mean, you, just as we were getting some answers, then it raised all sorts of other theo- theoretical questions. And yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's like I, I, I give I you an answer, this... and then and then here's two more questions. But here's an answer. Exactly. Three more exactly. questions. But, but what was really great about this last season was the character development. The I feel like the characters got lots deeper. I mean, we got to know way more about them, uh, as far as their their. Um, they're just a lot deeper. I don't know how to describe it. Like, like for let's take Ben for a minute. Wow, what a character! Oh yeah, you know, he's just, come forever. I mean, he's come just, just you know, a long way. He just seemed like a pretty much a simple evil bad guy when he right. when he started out, and now he's like, well, maybe he isn't so bad. Maybe when he back uh, whatever it was last early last season when he came out and he kind of told him, he says, "Oh no, I'm we're one of the, we're the good guys. We're you the know? good guys. Yeah, yeah." So maybe he really is, although his sometimes his his methods seem a little extreme. But uh, well, just as you think that maybe he's a bad guy, then you think maybe he is a good guy. But then he does something that makes you think, well, no, he's a bad guy, and so you just don't know. That's what's so cool about him. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's you know a lot of the other characters have changed a lot too. Sawyer, you know, for example. Yeah, much you know. more compassionate. He acts more of a hero now. And sometimes I start to think that that's what the show is really all about is is about these characters and and them, you know, changing as time goes on on the island. And you know, you could think about um think about even Charlie who was so messed up, you know, and then when they when he died finally, he kind of died sacrificing himself. You yeah. know, so it's like his journey yeah. was kind of over almost and then then it was like, well, okay. Well, everybody. And it was like also on the um <laughs> Not to give too much away or whatever, but in the finale, it was that scene with um, uh, the uh, Harold. Uh, I don't know how do you say his last name. Perino, Perino, uh, Michael, oh. Michael on the Michael, boat. and he basically gets told, "Okay, Michael, you've done what you need to do. Now you can go." And I'm not going to give away what happens, but you can maybe pretty much guess um, from what I was just talking about. So, uh, 
So, yeah, Chris, Chris, what I know you've you've put on some uh, some pretty interesting uh, comments and theories on the forum. What, what's your take on this whole thing? And is it all like somebody's dream or what? No, I think it's actually science based. I think it's either a white hole that's underneath, behind the wall, or a black hole. Because I was watching a special on what is the Discovery Channel. Yeah. About the Bermuda Triangle, and they said micro black holes can explain everything that goes all wonky in the Bermuda Triangle, including time-space bending. I'm like, wow. Now <laughs> they apply that to Lost. That'll be the island. Yeah. So the so I guess you just it's like there's this one little thing you have to swallow. It's kind of like on Star Trek where you have to swallow kind of like warp drive transporters, but you know you swallow this one idea of this being this micro you know white hole or black hole. And then everything else basically falls into place. You can explain everything else away, you know, with that. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they, they, they move the island. <laughs> I mean, they move the yeah. island in the last <laughs> part of the last episode. episode. And that was probably the easiest thing to do if you displace it out of time. Yeah, but how far would you have to displace it, though, out of time for it to actually be out of sight of the people that were, like, in the helicopter there? I mean, how far do islands move around? Over but I'm time? saying, if if the okay, imagine a bubble, right? Yeah, a bubble of time around the island. They pretty much established that. That's why you have to go in specific vectors to get to and from the island. Yep, yep. Now, what if that bubble moves? It's going to make a big hole in the ground. The ocean's going to come in, but if it goes forward in time, it's just going to reappear, make a big wave, but be in the exact same place it left. Just in the future. Okay. <laughs> so, in other words, okay. when the helicopter was there, so, oh, I see what you're saying, basically. It stopped so, existing at one point in time, and it's going to pick itself back up at another point in time. So, in other words, it was basically just, it, it, it just got transported into the future, probably. Right, exactly. It moved forward in time, because the island is back. So, oh, okay. So this is like the whole like I made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs idea. He didn't. He didn't. It is. It, it, it's it, when he when Ben said I'm going to move the island. Everyone thinks you're going to move the island. Oh, you're going to move it like three miles down that way or ten miles over that way. No, he said move the island. He didn't say move it in space. He he meant move it in time. Exactly. So, That's so, my theory. He moved so it in time. The helicopter forward. was in a certain point in space and time. It's looking right. at the island, and then if the island can move, say, two years into the future, well, it's not there anymore for the next two years until two years until time catches up with it, and then right. it reappears. Exactly. Ah. Which would make sense with the orchid station and the rabbit and the video and all that jazz. And then the mm -hmm. other thing about that is they've played with this. The time outside the island isn't the same as on the island. So if exactly. the island then moves into the future, they can sort of catch both of those things up. Is that is that another idea? Is that what you think, Chris? Is they've, they've yeah, that's what I think. I think that at some point within the next year or so, the island comes back into normal time because certain people leave the island and things happen to them. And the six and from, have been gone for what three years is what they've basically said or established. They've been they've gone they've left and been out on the uh, regular world for three years. Yes. So yeah. So if they go back, they might go back there and go, hmm, no island, and then all of a sudden, boom, it appears. And 
everyone on the island, when they go back there, it's like nothing, no time has passed since they left the island. And when they come back, three years will have passed for the people off the island, but like maybe only a couple of weeks or something, if that, depending on when the island pops back. Ah. Except, except we already know that somebody that's still on the island goes back to the mainland at some point. Yes. And to- oh, because and of the guy that was in the coffin at the end? That guy, you mean? Exactly. Uh, so yes. at some point, I'm figuring it jumps two years, so they have a year to, for somebody to be the leader and for things to go bad. Because uh, they said things went bad on the island. All right. Well, that all, yeah. I, that, I mean, I guess it could sense. be, you know, some other thing going on. But, yeah, that all kind of adds up. I, I just, uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the show is uh, has just gone. You know, and it's it's interesting how much we lost. Show. There he is. We lost. Yeah, okay. sorry about that. I think my uh, my screensaver popped in and it it did something to the connection. Are you guys okay now? You hear me now? As they yeah. say on the commercial. But yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> the uh, that you know the show when Lost first started, it just seemed like basically you know oh this is just sort of like Survivor. Here's some people that are lost in this island. You know, their plane right. went down. And maybe there's some nasty things on the island that are trying to kill them or whatever. But, you know, it's it's changed so much over the years it's been on. So it, it's pretty interesting. I would have never expected it to go the way it did uh, and the way it is now. So what's what? your theory? What's your guys' theory on Jack's dad? He's like all Jack, over the place. Okay. Is that someone's Because that's just odd. Hey Meds, have you are you watching Lost? I, you haven't said much. I, I can't I can't remember if you've been talking about it on the forum. Uh, no, I'm I'm really really behind on Lost. I mean, I watched the first series and loved it, and then kind of got halfway through the second series, and okay, uh, I just had I just gave it up because I just really didn't like it. And okay, now my friends who do watch it and are up to date with it, uh, especially my mate Keller Work, he he loves it, and he says it's really got better. So he's it I'm lending all, all the stuff off him to uh, to catch up. Yeah, it's had its ups and downs. I think there was a, a, a definitely the the year before, like this. I guess that would have been season two, right? So, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The last year, there were some issues with that. It just seemed to kind of be, you know, meandering around. I don't know what you call it, but uh, but yeah, they've gotten definitely uh, pretty good. It's it's just real interesting to watch. It's uh, it, it, in a way, it's kind of like Heroes. I think a little bit just because there's so many interconnecting stories and a big cast and. A, a lot of things going on. You really have to kind of follow along. It's not for just you know, hey, I want to just sort of veg out and watch something on TV. You got to really pay attention, and uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely an interesting show, and uh, and definitely seems to be getting into the sci-fi-ish realm more. But um, let's move on to uh, another show, though. That I, I probably the thing I wanted to talk about almost the most because I just watched last night's episode, and I don't know if all of you guys have had a chance yet, but. We can just talk about the show uh, even prior to that and just this season. But let's talk about Battlestar Galactica. just show just keeps blowing me away i mean amazing it's just 
every show just gets better and better. The characters, the actors. I, I mean, I'm like getting all misty eyed watching last night's show, and which was the one called uh, for people listening to this podcast at some far point in the future. But the one last night that just aired was the one called Hub, where hey they, Rico, I can barely hear you. I okay. don't know if it's just me. Tell me if that's any better now. Oh, that's better. Say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's better. Um, but the last night's show was was called Hub. And that's the one where the uh, the group that's aboard the damaged uh, Cylon ship, Roslin and, and the Viper pilots, go after the resurrection, I guess the main resurrection ship hub. So that for people to get a perspective of when or where we are with, with the series right now, that's the last episode, at least it was on last night. Have you guys uh, seen that? Uh, some of you? Rick, did you see it? I saw it, and wow. I just I I agree with you. I think the the acting is superb on this show. I mean, you sat there, you you get your emotions all involved in it because they're doing such an amazing job in their acting skills, and the, just the whole plot line is just crazy. It's it's amazing. They're doing a great job. I was blown away by last night's episode. Yeah, so much happened. I mean, there's just it's it's hard to even take it all in sometimes. I. I really, I really enjoyed, and I, maybe this is a spoiler. Hope nobody you know, freaks out over this, but I really liked it when the base ship would jump, and then Rosalind would have those like out of body experience kind of things where, you know, she was walking with that. Though I can't remember the lady's name, but the the priestess lady that um, was on the show before, right? And they have these interesting talks, and she watches herself as she's dying of cancer, and it was just. It was phenomenal, phenomenal, and how she, how as the show went on, she kind of, she kind of relaxed and enjoyed those those times. Whereas at first she was kind of blown out of the water by it, but then she realized there was a message going on. And yeah, that was I, a real I, interesting I way to do that, you know. That is, I thought so too. I thought it was just really cool, rather than have somebody like think or they, she was having like these visions or something. And it, and then this the whole thing with Voltar. I won't even talk. I mean, we won't say what happened, but wow. Oh wow, yeah, wow. yeah. That that yeah. We won't talk too much. Like I said, I know this. This is. Uh, I'll probably send this podcast out tomorrow, and it'll only been a couple of days. We won't give too much away, but yeah, there was a lot with Baltar with Roslyn and just. Uh, what did you, know. you What did you think of his conversation with the Cylon, the the mechanical Cylon? Oh, that was great. Oh, what, my. Wasn't that incredible? That was but it, the writing was incredible. Go ahead, Chris, just, did you want to cut in there? I thought it was Baltar being Baltar, which I loved. I love when Baltar gets to be Baltar. But he's sitting he, there. He's talking to the, one of the Centurions, and the Centurion, you know, kind of he's got the little red eye thing rolling back and forth, and he kind of turns his head, and Baltar is like, you know, I, I I think you're rather oppressed here. You know, there's this story of the dog. You know, they puts a little <laughs> treat on his nose, and he tells him this analogy about, you know, you, you're like a dog to these people, and. I think you deserve better than that. And oh, it was just <clears throat> perfect. It was Baltar being Baltar, but just to have a scene where he's sitting there talking to uh, to one of the Centurions, which they don't really deal a whole lot with, except you know recently they've tried to give them uh, you know a little more freedom. That that's what the one little group of Cylons kind of set off some things for their civil war. But yeah, I just love that. I thought that that was just perfect, like you said, Chris. Baltar being Baltar. What what I thought was interesting about that scene was how they made the centurion look like it had emotion, and th- that was just fabulous. The way he t- cocked his head like a dog would when you're trying to you know communicate with an animal or something, and yes. as he's talking, yeah. you, at first he's all mechanical and stiff, and he doesn't really pay attention to him like like somebody guarding somewhere that couldn't couldn't do anything. And then as he goes, as he keeps talking, you watch this 
this the centurion actually start to pay attention and then be curious and i thought that was just excellent the way they did that yeah that was uh it was very interesting and they, yeah I'm, I'm really curious if that was just all like a cgi centurion there i know most of the what they do is is that but it, boy they if they if that's all it was it was well well done you know the interaction because he was like right next to him and talking to him and it was like hey how you doing like it was like a scene out of a movie or a tv show where you have the guy talking to like the guard you know yep. where it's like hey how you doing you know what's going on and he like share a cigarette with him or whatever yeah you know it was really well done chris what else what did you think more about you know either last night's or in general so far this season i think it laid out the clues between this episode and the previews for next week of who the final Cylon is, the final I, I saw your well, Let's go ahead. I mean, they haven't that. really, you know, there's nothing official out there. What's your what's your guess? Who who do you think is the last one? It's Starbucks Viper. You are right. You got to be right. It's I laughed Viper. so hard when I read that. Really? It's Starbucks Viper. Okay, well, go Remember your that. your ideas on that. I mean, they did hint at, hint at stuff about the Viper in the preview, but what what, you know, what do you think why do you think that? Okay, from the first epi- from the first season, we knew that the Vipers were kind of cool, and they had high tech, and they had to go to the old Vipers because um, well, because the Cylons could could basically virus and infiltrate the, the all the computer systems exactly the new Vipers. So they went to the basically old school. They went to the Vipers that weren't networked in and whatever. They were independent, right? And Starbucks Viper was rebuilt by Ty after they found it on the planet, right? It was Adama's old Viper that he punched out of when they first ran into the uh, Cylons experimenting back in the Razor minisodes. Okay, I'll have to, I mean, I can't recall exactly how that went. I don't remember that exactly, but, you know, this is, uh, it's also the Viper, you know, that's been talked about as being different because she comes out when she returns to the fleet. And and they say this Viper is, like, pristine. It's it's not like the regular Vipers are. Right, and here's the big catch. Now, we have this Viper that she goes back with. They absolutely guarantee that she's not a Cylon, but when she appears, that's when they hear the song. The song is playing when she's in the, shuttle, in, in the Viper when she returns. If it's not playing for her or for Lee, then there's only one other thing it could be playing for, the Viper that's right there. <laughs> but what? But is it is it the actual? Is it is it the machine itself, or or is there like a consciousness in it? Is it what you mean? I mean, it's like the the, the whole machine, like the Raiders. The Raiders are sentient, and they explain that the Raiders can, and they've done it for the past two seasons, or since the beginning, since we learned about the Raiders, they explained that the Raiders were alive. But what about the whole scene in that opera house thing, though? Isn't aren't there That's five true. people and was that supposed to be just a representation? But aren't there five people in cloaks there and they've revealed four of them? W- w- how does a viper fit under one of those cloaks? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, they That's made an it easy look- enough answer because they've already explained that for us, for the uh, Cylons, they can see anything in the, any perspective that they want. Okay. When they're walking down the halls of their ships. They can see it as anything they want. They can be in a forest, walking through a forest, and people could take on representations. Oh, so when they look at the Viper, they would see, like, a person or whatever. They, if, they, if that's what it really, what it truly, its, its inner self was or whatever. Oh. Yes. Victor hmm. the Viper. Ah. Huh. 
Well, I, I, I anyway. can't. I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> well, also, did you guys watch the? Did you watch the previews for next week? Yeah, exactly. That's what made that's me what, yeah. sold on it. I'll have yeah, to watch that last little. You know, it's so fast when they show that. They only show like yeah. you know thirty seconds or something. But well, we know Lee Dex. We know Lee Dex um, Ty, and we know Ty confesses to Adama that he's a Cylon. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, it looks pretty much like they're all pretty much the cats out Confessing, of the bag yeah. by next and I in and next week for uh for the people listening and and you guys might know but next week I believe I'm pretty sure is the last episode that we're going to get before the last, you know, the last half of season 4 whenever they're going to air that. So yeah. that it's sort of like a mid-season finale next week. So I'm sure there's going to be some and I had already heard there were going to be some pretty big things that were going to happen in it to sort of, you know, tease everybody a little bit to so in 6 months or whenever we get the last half of season 4 so we'll have 6 months to sit around and think about it a lot <laughs> which uh you know I, I I wish it would come sooner but I don't know we'll see when the uh yeah that's that's some interesting stuff there I I never would have thought about that I almost was thinking it was Baltar with some of the stuff that was happening in this most recent episode they yeah. almost had me convinced it was Baltar and well, they, do you like how what was it? Was it Diana? Is that the name of the lady? yeah Diana who, who or whatever, uh, right? Does Diana. that old Zappo on uh, on um, the president on Roslyn and everything stops? Yeah, and then I, I won't say because it'll spoil it. But that was interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out right now, and uh, I I loved with, again without giving it away too much, but that bit between Roslyn and Baltar in the last you know ten minutes of this um, wow. last episode was just really amazing. amazing i mean it was so powerful and it just the show is just great and i wish just more people had a chance to watch it and wouldn't just throw it into oh that's that's that show where they like shoot each other and, and they're, they're out in space and they're the guys with the red eyes and whatever you know it's it's just yeah. so much more than that i mean it's it's yeah. it's just a lot more than that and uh and the uh what about this business about them keep mentioning how these the the final five have been to earth Chris, what, what yeah, is, what is all know, that about? What, how, yeah, how can that be? I, what, what's your take on that? Uh, I think that the final five were built on Earth, and then they were sent back, and okay, uh, they were built differently from the original Cylons, but they were the basis of the flesh models. Oh, and then when Starbuck has said she's been to Earth, and when she comes back, the the reason again that she could probably do that was this whole thing with her ship her viper got her back Ex- exactly ah ah <laughs> uh, <laughs> things just... that make you say hmm <clears throat> yeah now hawkeye are you watching this at all have you watched much battlestar over there i've recently just got into it um because we didn't have it I think we had it on sci-fi, and then suddenly Sky One started broadcasting it. So I went and borrowed the uh, is it like the mini the starter series, the mini series before season right. one. Uh-huh. Watch that, and then I've just uh, halfway through season the first season because uh, my mate's got all the DVD. So I'm just catching up with that way. But I've also been reading on the forum, like on season four spoilers. So before. I've been reading that and also listening to Jen's podcast as well. So I'm kind of with everybody, but I'm getting mm-hmm. more of a taste for it, so especially now with, with Chrissy's Chrissy's views. That you know, I'm, I can't wait to, to you know to start watching more because I'm really impressed with it. It really is a good sci-fi show, and I think you're right. More people should take more of a note of it. I think. 
yeah, the uh, what I, that's that's great. I'm glad you're you're having a chance to get caught up. And I'll I'll just say that e- even though people you know may be behind like in in you know in other countries or even here that haven't ever watched it, I think this is a show. Even if you do find things out about it, just seeing how they actually do it and deliver it and how the actors do the scenes. I don't think you're really losing a lot by this show. Some shows, I, I, I don't think that's the case. Or movies, if you hear about it, it kind of spoils a lot. I, I'm just so impressed by the people and the, the performances of the actors and the way they do the scenes and the effects and just the whole show. Yeah, you, you've got a lot of fun fun viewing uh, ahead of you, definitely. Cause but you're totally, son, you're totally in love with Starbook, though, aren't you? Uh, maybe. Uh, no. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. She's just there's just something about her, and everyone I've always heard of that's seen her at like conventions, Katie. Uh, yeah. They've always just said she's just great, and uh, I've seen a few interviews with her, and I don't know. It, it's more than just the way she looks, although that's not bad either. But uh, <laughs> um, she just seems to be fun, you know. I, yeah. She doesn't seem to be very serious, and but but to, the counter to that is. This show, you know, Battlestar and Bionic Woman, I think that she can act like, you know, like mm. crazy. I don't know the right term for it or whatever, but, you know, when she does a scene sometimes, I, I don't see her as this actress or her, you know, Katie Sackoff or whatever. I mean, she is Starbuck. I mean, there's just, you know what I'm trying to say? I, it's just, yeah. she makes me believe that character so much. You know, I'm just completely blown away uh, by what she does. And, She's, you know, her and and uh, Adama and or as in, you know, Admiral. I, I mean, and and just all of them, Roslyn and, and you know, and the actors I'm talking about, they're all just so darn good. I mean, Ron Moore and whoever else helped cast this show. It, this show yeah, would not be what it is without those actors. There's just you're right. So I think it's much. really good to see a see a really strong actress as well in in a in virtually the lead role. Yeah, well, it's they, nice to see between her and uh, why? Why am I blanking on Rosalind's the actress's name? Dances <sighs> with Wolves, girl, Mary Mc, Mc, McDonald, right? Mary McDonald. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. Between the two of them, and even the the woman uh, who never really did acting until this show, which just still blows me away. The the Trisha Helfer, the the number six. You know, yeah. they're mm. all just so powerful and so good the, the way they act uh, on this show. And I, oh, I'm just going to throw in a little quick comment. Uh, I don't know if anyone watches the TV show uh, Burn Notice that was out last year. It's on coming back. USA, I love but back. number six, Trisha Helfer is going to be on the next season, which starts up in uh, in July. I just read this in uh, I think Entertainment Weekly last week. I don't know if she's going to be in all the episodes, but she's going to play uh, kind of like some kind of a agent of the government that kind of recruits this guy. To do to do what they want in certain jobs, so she's kind of a. I didn't get a lot of information on her uh, her part, but she's going to be in the new season uh, when it starts up in July. Burn notice. Well, that's good because that's a great show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted there just a second. Uh, I think Tim was uh, paging me over Skype. I'm going to try to invite him in. Why don't uh, who else would like to talk? To, you know, just talk about Galactic. I'm going to add Tim into the conference. Did anybody see on, um, I think it's on some kind of auction site where you can buy the original costumes from Battlestar Galactica? Oh, uh, somebody had it on the forums and they were, yeah, they were it, selling, yeah, yeah. 
selling the jackets and uh jedi jeff was like man he if he could do that he you know if he could get the helmet he'd get the jacket too but they were like they were like 300 bucks for a jacket but i guess you know if that's what you want yeah. i always wanted one of those when i was a kid though i thought that was pretty cool the colonial warriors <laughs> hey wasn't oh, that neat to, wasn't that neat to see um the cylons in this last episode in their flight gear I thought that was kind of cool. You had the Galactica. Um, yeah, where'd they in get that stuff, stuff from? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that same like, thing. I was like, wow, they they have Cylon tailors or something that make their uniforms, but they were cool looking. Yes, I like their flight jacket. That, that, that was, was a nice. great scene, by the way. That was a great scene with the trusting of, you know, are these are the Cylons going to uh, be trustworthy here? Can we can we really depend on them to execute this plan? And yeah, I like this. That, speech, that was excellent. The speech by. Uh, does she have a special name? What the number eight? The, the Boomer Athena, whatever she is. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I get confused with you know with the different little names of the different models. The Sharon, uh, but, the Sharon uh, model, no, but she didn't have a new name, but she did have uh, Athena's memories. <laughs> yeah, that she was did. interesting, boy. That was I like that scene too, and uh, yeah. Now, somebody remind me, what, why did they bring so many pilots with them when they went to visit that base ship? I, I can't remember. Why, I what was know. the reason there? I don't know. Do you remember, Chris? When, when the episode uh, were, were... Yeah, they were loading up for the mission. They were already in the process of loading up for the mission when Rosalind uh, decided, I'm going to go check out the... Uh, okay, they were preparing. They I, were going to go after that, that hub, that uh, resurrection hub thing anyway. So yeah, they were, they were moving setting some up things for the mission. over there. Uh, okay, all right. Hey, hey, Tim, are you with us now? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can hear Same you way. now. As they say, "Hey, Tim, good, to, good to hear you, man." Hey, <clears throat> yeah, just got done with the interview, so that's why I was cool. a little late today. Well, that's good. Uh, how'd it go? Good. Yeah, it went good. Looks like I got another part-time job. Good. Sweet. Hey, wicked. Well, we're talking. Uh, <laughs> we're talking with uh, with the guys here. We're all talking about Battlestar Galactica. From uh, I guess we're mostly talking about last night's a crazy episode. Did you watch that one, Tim? Do you? Uh, are you I, keep, keeping up? I don't have access to Battlestar Galactica, so no. No, you have <laughs> sorry. Watched, have to nope. watch it online then, or something, because I think they uh, they put them up there pretty much within. I'm not sure how soon. I think it's within a couple of days. Yeah, so if you want to watch and you've got internet access, which obviously if you're on Skype, uh, you can check out uh, sci-fi.com and, and catch up there. But, uh, yeah, it was an amazing thing. Hey, we're kind of winding down a little bit, though, and I wanted to – I did talk or we talked earlier about mentioning a little of the, our British shows that we get over here and, and a little bit on Doctor Who. So Hawkeye, what do you what do you tell us? What you uh, what, what's the feeling on on this season's uh, Doctor Who over there? Oh, it's going down really well. Um, again, it's a 
you get different opinions from people who are into the classic Doctor Who to new Doctor Who, uh, a bit similar to people who was originally into TOS and then to TNG. Um, right. With Russell T. Davis, he's announced for that he's standing down after this series. I think that's that's actually come at the the right time, and with Stephen Moffat taking over, who in my mind is just God. Um, now, was there it, a reason really he was leaving the show? Was it was there some kind of problem at all, or was he just looking for something to move on? No, no, I don't. I think he's just he's just moving on. I mean, he's uh, he's done exactly what he wanted to do. He's brought Doctor Who back, and he's he's made it more popular than it really ever has been. Right. Uh, and I think he's he's. I mean, you know, four series so far. Uh, it's a long time to be on. On a show, and he's got a lot of. Uh, I think he's doing Survivors. I think uh, is his next his next uh, project. So I think he wanted uh-huh. to concentrate more on that. Uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. But with Stephen Moffat taking over, I mean, Stephen Moffat, I think he's wrote all the best episodes so far in Doctor Who. Uh, you haven't okay. seen. I think you get it next week, maybe Silence in the Library. Uh, which is the first of a two-parter, is amazing. I'm not going to say anything about it, but it is absolutely amazing. Uh, I have to agree with that. I was listening to the uh, podcast for that episode as well, and they were discussing how Moffat actually deals with the time travel aspects of Doctor Who Mm. better than anyone else, and he touches on the fact that he does travel through time and space and what that means to a person that does that. And they couldn't have been more to the point on that. I really agree with that. Yeah, they've yeah. brought that out a few times. I mean, it typically it seems to be he just goes to a new, you know, another planet or uh, or something, you know. It, it, they don't do the time thing a whole lot, but uh, I like it when they do. It's it's come up a few times. Usually when he runs that, into, like, you know, people he used to know or, or see or something like that again. Hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick. I got it. I got to run, but uh, I wanted to say that I have never really watched Doctor Who until this season because of you guys. I just want you to know that that you're getting me hooked on it. So uh, good. I've good. been a little more. Excellent. I've been a little more open to it, and and I've I've my kids think it's kind of cheesy, but I kind of get a kick out of it. So uh, anyway, thanks for that. But I got I got to run, guys. Have a great day. Okay, Rick. Thanks for joining to us. To the cast. Okay. All right. All right. See Take you, care. Rick. See you. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I was also somebody like that too. That I never watched really the the older one until they started this new one up. You know, a couple of few years ago, I caught mm-hmm. episodes of the originals, or I guess you could call it the let's just say the first run of Doctor Who. Yeah, you know some of the Tom Baker stuff and things like that. But uh, but when they started off, started the show up again and, and kind of updated it to a degree and. Uh, it's uh, it's been real enjoyable. It's it's different. It's not like you know Battlestar Galactica or whatever. But you know that's good. I mean, you don't want every show to be the same. So uh, I, I I really enjoy it. And David Tennant uh, as the Doctor, I I think he's just great. I I just really enjoy watching him. He just he's got sort of this way he can just turn, you know, really intense at times. You know, he's not just goofy all the time or anything like that. I yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Did, did you? Did you have the time? Did you have the time clash um, episode? It was a, a ten-minute episode that was done for uh, our children charity. in need. Children in need. Yeah. Did you see that? I don't think I watched that. Was that? I've just, seen it, yeah. and it was fantastic. Yeah. If you go onto YouTube, Rick, go and then and just type that in "children in need Doctor Who," and you'll see David Tennant with the fifth Doctor, who is Peter Davison, who was who was actually my Doctor as well. Okay. And it's just a fantastic having two Doctors. I mean, there's there's a few episodes out there. There's the two Doctors, the three Doctors, and the five Doctors, where you have a load of you know the Doctors get together. It's always fun episodes, and this is what people wanted. And again, this was a a Stephen Moffat. 
you know, little creation as well. So now, was that something yeah, they did, that did that for? Was that a, uh, a some kind of a special charity thing, or what was? The, yeah, yeah. They okay. they rewrote the the opening sequence of the uh, Titanic episode, which is the Christmas special, right? Yeah. And it became the children and anything, and it was really good. But what I really like is the fact that the doctor that uh, the doctor, well, the doctor that's in it is also um, what's her Jenny's father. Well, the actress that yes. plays Jenny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I'll check out uh, YouTube for that. And hey, let's uh, twist over just a little bit into though. Um, uh, Torchwood. Uh, we were talking about that, I think, a little bit before we uh, started to record a little. Uh, we've gone through now uh, two seasons, two whole seasons. We've had all the the second mm-hmm. season is run through here in the in the states as well. So, uh, what what's the take on that one, Meds? Did you, you you were talking a little bit earlier about it? Yeah, it's like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Uh, unfortunately, I hate <laughs> now, have it. You, have, um, did you watch <laughs> the second <laughs> season though? Did you watch all of it, or did you just get I, turned off early on? Uh, no, I watched it. Uh, I missed. I think I missed about two episodes, but I, I give it a good go. To be fair, the second season was better than the first one. I, I thought the first one was, oh, just oh, God, it just washed over me. It really did. <laughs> the second season was was pretty good. I mean, yeah. I think now the third one. I think Kenny put this one up that they'll actually plan on doing just five episodes for the third series and putting it on every night in one week. Oh, uh, which which to hmm. me is just a sign of kiss of death. Yeah, I mean that, that's a little disappointing. I didn't. <laughs> how has it been doing? Did it did it do very well ratings wise? I don't know what they how they determine, uh, you know, to bring shows back. If it, is it really just ratings over there too as well? No, you, I think a lot of series over here, you know, have, uh, picked up for the second series straight, virtually straight away. The, the ratings wasn't too bad. That was pretty good. Nowhere near as as good as Doctor Who's. Yeah. Um, they were definitely down. I think I'm sure that was definitely down on series one um but of course i think i don't see how much more you can do without treading on doctor who's shoes because torchwood was good in certain parts but then of course a lot of the stories are just repetitive of old classic doctor who's and that's a problem you can't do that because it's people do know they catch up on these things and i I just think it's funny of course now captain jack's a great character he's good i do like seeing him when he turns up in doctor who but uh, i think really they, they do need to knock it on the head yeah, it's a, it, <laughs> <laughs> See, Chris, like, you like it, don't you? So. <laughs> I, I love the show. I, I love the show. Yeah, I, I love the, the I love I love it as well. Go ahead, Chris. And and uh, what, have you watched all of uh, all of both seasons? Yes, I've watched all of both seasons. I liked when I like that they didn't pull punches when it came to Torchwood. They put it all out on the table and told yeah. the story regardless of what rating it might have drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they really the characters get. Th- put through a lot more almost than they do sometimes on other shows you know they they you know by the by you know after a few episodes go by they really get some bad things happen to them <laughs> some good things but a lot of bad things really happen to these people i i enjoyed it a lot the the second season especially just seemed to be very you know emotional and a lot of stuff going on with the different people on the show and uh i i do agree chris they they really put some things out there that it's pretty surprising sometimes that they do that. They they don't look like they're afraid of trying too much on that show. Yeah, that's that's what I really enjoyed about it. They they told the story and they told it 
using and they're like, okay, this is what needs to be said. We're gonna say it, and if some people don't like it, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that seems the attitude that they had. Like some of the things that they showed shows here would not have shown. Like the first episode of Torchwood would have never didn't play in America unedited. Right. Oh, That's really? just the yeah. Yeah, they they edited it. They won't show those things in America. <laughs> yeah, we're a little, we're a little, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Even though these things show on like cable television, they put they could put warnings in front of them, and you know we have some pretty, you know, we got shows like Twenty Four, which I enjoy as a show, but you know there's some nasty things that happen in that show, and that that's not exactly what we're talking about for Torchwood. But I, I just I'm always surprised at what they decide they they want to edit and censor, and what they decide they don't want to. It just it's a little surprising to me. Tim, are you uh, are you much of a Doctor Who or a Torchwood fan? I can't remember if you watched those ever. No, I don't get the chance to watch those series. Um, I I don't get to expose myself to cable often, so yeah. I mean, internet viewing is good and all, but I, I'd probably have to look those up. Though it goes the same for Battlestar Galactica, but since I started listening to the Anomaly podcast, that's really piqued my interest in those three shows yeah they do a great job of covering that i it's um you know there's so many things that happen each week on that show you could you know there's uh there's a lot of good casts out there to get you interested and that's what's you know one of the nice things about doing podcasts and listening to different shows and it'll uh it'll just make you want to watch a lot more stuff <laughs> which another i guess show. is good and uh another <laughs> go ahead chris Another show that I just fell in love with, with how do you pronounce it, uh, Matt? Primeval? Is that the way you pronounce it? Yeah, that's it, Primeval. Primeval, what's the, what's great the, show. What's the, what, what is that all about? I don't really, I'm not familiar or up on that. Okay, it's like um, if you combine Land of the Lost okay. with a time tunnel. All right. That's the show. Dinosaurs come through time portals and they go back and they're trying to stop dinosaurs in the present and in huh. the past and... Creatures from the future. Now, what is the is that uh, is that fairly new? Is it just uh, where where have you been watching that? Is that uh, you've been getting it off of off of the internet? Yeah, I got it off the internet. They've done two seasons already, but their seasons are six and seven episodes. The first season was six episodes. Second season is seven episodes, and I think the third season is going to be eight episodes. Oh, that's a different idea. For uh, is that something you're watching? Meds? Have you watched that? Yeah, I watched a couple of them because it's on, uh, I think it was on Saturday Night here. So, trouble is with Saturday Night TV, clashes a bit with Doctor Who, so I can only take one thing. But it's a, it's a pretty fun show. And uh, the uh, I can't remember the actress's name, Hannah, Hannah Spiriti, I think her name is. Uh, she's gorgeous as well. Worth watching, Vico. Yeah. You'd fall in love with her again. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. It sounds interesting, you know. And the, uh, they also. You're started... talking about the blonde, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> They Definitely. also recently started, which I, I she, she was used to be in a pop group called um, oh, what was it called now? It was like a teeny band. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. And uh, she was the best one out of that as well. <laughs> she definitely draws your attention to the show, but the stories in the show keeps it there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've, they've changed her character because in series one she was virgin, just running around in bikinis, and and that was about it. And then in the second series they kind of like made her a little bit more adult. She's got a little more and, clothing, yeah, that, and they took her out to the store and bought her a few, you know, pairs of jeans <laughs> and stuff. And 
Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't go fighting Tyrannosaurus Rex in like a bikini, don't work. <laughs> <Your underwear. laughs> it's a little tricky to run and everything, yeah. Yeah. Well, they also started uh, a new show uh, on sci-fi. Well, it's not really a new show, but they started showing it last night. I didn't get a chance. Again, we had some really bad weather here last night, but I, I'm going to watch it later on. I did record a later showing of it, but this new show called uh, Charlie Jade, which uh, is now going to be showing on the on Friday nights uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel, at least in the states here. And this show I basically missed that. it's uh, it, it's it's a show that was done about three years ago. Uh, it, it's Canadian based, uh, although I think they filmed a lot of it maybe in Australia. I have to look that up or New Zealand somewhere. But it's um, it's a very interesting show. It, I don't know how to describe it. I didn't watch the first one yet, but it has to do with parallel uh, a, a parallel Earth uh, to put a you know a short little nutshell into it. And, and this guy that ends up going to another you know parallel world sort of sliders like except i think he it just sticks between our earth and like this parallel earth just between two different ones and i've heard just a lot of great things the uh, slice of sci-fi podcast has talked about it a few times and they really rave about it so uh for people listening you know check out the sci-fi channel at least in the states uh friday nights uh charlie jade because we're also winding down with you know galactica i think next week will be the last episode that sarah jane show i think ended its run so They've got some open time slots to fill, and, and this is one thing they're putting on. Can I, can I just ask you guys, um, before we finish, what you thought of... Because we're, we're about three episodes into season two of Heroes over here. And I, I read online and on the forums that people was having a bit of a go at the beginning of, of uh, Series 2, but I have to say, I, I'm totally stoked with it. I think it's brilliant. I've loved every episode so far of Series 2. I think it depends on what you're looking for. Like, mm. they made Series 2 for people just coming... It, it's how they built it as a remake of Season 1. And uh, people that came in at Season 1, when Season 1 aired, were expecting... Some people were expecting more, expecting the story to progress. Yeah. And then they yeah. bring in all these new characters. And people already have their favorites, so they're like, well, when are you going to get to the people that we actually care about? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tim, that would you, have to you, be... That would have to be the same with me on season two. Is I loved it, but I I have yet to watch season one. I meant to do it at college, but well, you know, homework kind of took over. <laughs> so you started. You were one of those people. You you only got the chance to see the second season. Yeah, and it, it to me it was great, but you know I never got the chance to see the first one. So yeah, I, I I'm, was... I'm with Chris and Meds. You know, they I think they did have a little bit of problem for people that. We're looking for kind of a you know the story to be a little more different and kind of continue on in a certain way, and it seemed to sort of repeat some things that that had gone on in the first season a little. You know, they were you know Claire was hiding out in a new school and and things like that. But I, I didn't have a real big problem with it myself. I still enjoyed it. I really liked the characters, and I liked the stories. So it didn't you know every series has its ups and downs. I mean, yeah. it's uh, you know I I think these days with the internet and and people talking about things and you know especially heroes i really never i was very surprised at how big of a hit and phenomenon it became in in, in the first season and i think that's a little bit of a curse you know sometimes mm -hmm. when something really becomes very popular it, it only has one way to go you know what i mean it, it's like yes, well exactly. let's see you beat that you know it's like you build the biggest roller coaster <laughs> in the world everyone's riding at it oh that's great that's great that's great and then somebody builds another one it's it's a it's a tough act to follow. So uh, 
but I think they've got the right idea. The third season um, is about more about villains. That's kind of what they're calling it, and and I think they realize they need to change things up a little bit. But uh, as far as season two, though, I, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't think there was uh, – mm. if if you're a big fan and you really enjoyed the first season, I don't really see how. You know, you know there may be little things you wish they would have done different, but I definitely think you'll enjoy it as well. Yeah. Oh, I love the second season, and I, I still watch Smallville, and that that's, sticks to the same yeah, formula. Yeah, I like every... Smallville too. I, 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 there's a lot of people that have just – I don't know – I guess it has to do with the kind of personality you are. I mean, there's, you know, it's like Star Trek over the years, you know, where people kind of dwindled when each new series would come and they go, you know, by the time Enterprise would come, everyone just kind of jumped on like a bunch of lemmings and said, ah, this show is terrible. But I'm like, you guys, and how many of those did you watch? Uh, None or one I'd hear from people or two. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, so you're saying it was bad. Well, why are you saying, well, everyone else is saying, well, that's why you're saying it. So I'll admit that I was kind of in that same boat with Enterprise. I had only seen one or two and felt that it was just repeating off of, like, TNG or TOS. And then listening to your podcast and maybe getting to see a couple more, my opinions started to change a bit towards the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, again, yeah, go ahead, Chris. I enjoyed Enterprise from the beginning, but I uh, I went in, especially after they uh, did the Borg episode, thinking, hey, this is a whole new timeline. Let's see where they take it. Instead of, you know, worried about how they change the timeline. When they introduced the Borg at that point in the season, I'm like, okay, this is an entirely new timeline. Let's see where they take it. Let's see where they take it from point uh-huh. A to point B. Yeah. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but there were too many people that were nitpicking it to the point where they couldn't enjoy it for the show that it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mm. it, it's it's such a tough tough job. I mean, forty years and you know that many series and you know seven hundred plus episodes, it, it, it's a really tough tough thing to do. But uh, but I still think they pulled it off and they had some really great great episodes. So and again, it's the same. You know, I just use that as a kind of a, a comparison in hero situation where, you know, if you're already jumping kind of on a show after only the the second season, I mean it. it it's like we've been talking about on the forums about all these shows. We, these topics come up often about, you know, shows that after a season get zapped and, and and get canceled or even, you know, even less than a season. And they never really have a chance to take off. And uh, it's it's just these days, unless you're a hit right off from the start, it's, it's really hard. And uh, I was very disappointed, both uh, Journeyman and Moonlight and, and others, Jericho, you know, these shows that just... I don't know. They they feel like I guess they can roll the dice again and try something new all the time. And I don't know why they think another show will be more of a hit. I I think they should get behind some of their shows and try to. You yeah. know, nurture I don't them understand and, that at all. I really don't. They, some of these shows yeah. that they put out are really good. And the problem with NBC putting out sci-fi is that they put it out in time slots that they're competing with non-sci-fi shows, and then they stick it on MP- NBC, thinking, "Hey, we're going to put it here." Because we're going to make the next battle start on NBC when they should put it on, you know, sci-fi and nurture it like they did Battlestar. Yeah, yeah. But that's the the problem I had with Battlestar when Battlestar first came out. It upset me that they killed Farscape to do Battlestar. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the same way a little bit. I'm and, like, uh, you just gave them a. They just won a Saturn Award, and you're. You just said, yeah, and they were promoting it as the uh, longest-running 
original, I mean, the uh, Saturn Award sci-fi, you know, original programming, Farscape, Saturn Award winner, renewed for a new season, and then as soon as, you know, the dust settled on the award, oh, we're canceling the show. Uh, yeah, and it was, you know, they've, they've, there's so many things. I mean, they, the uh, that Moonlight show, uh, it won a uh, People's Choice. And, of course, that's, you know, the people, I guess, voting is how they get that award. But isn't that a good sign of uh, – and it had decent ratings. It always won its time slot on, on Friday nights. So I, I just don't understand. I, I really don't. And uh, But, hey, let's uh, – we can chit-chat a little bit more on our own. But I, I just wanted to wrap this up and uh, so we don't go for – too much longer and uh and then uh we'll uh we'll just talk amongst ourselves as i usually do with these but thanks guys for uh for the call today and joining me and and uh talking about movies and television and uh i'll try to do another one maybe more towards the end of summer and uh we can wrap up some of these other things uh but thanks to uh to you guys cheers thank you okay and uh just hang in one second tim did you have something no okay uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks everyone, uh, and stand by. I'll be right back. I'm just going to save the the long audacity file uh, for all the listeners. So I'll be right back. When you're not listening to Treks and Sci-Fi and our friend Rico, please listen to the Anomaly Podcast. You can find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's a n o m a l y podcast.com. I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this special edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. And a special thanks go out to the guests that joined me on Skype today. Chris, Meds, Rick Moyer, Joe, and Tim. Thanks a lot, guys, for joining in in the discussion of movies and television. I'll be back next week with a more normal, regular-type show. Until then, take care, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now. This podcast under Creative Commons 3.0 license. Feel free to distribute it to all of your friends on the internet and beyond.